Hey, Nigel. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Well? Hello. Yeah. Yeah, no. That'll be okay. So, how are you doing? Thanks a lot for your time, for accepting being part of my channel. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. How, how's, how's the situation in uh, in Brazil? Is everybody in lockdown now? Yeah, they're supposed to be in lockdown, but we're not respecting that much. You know, getting out without masks and everything. We're not allowed to enter in closed space with masks, without masks, so that's controlling it a little bit. And how how's quarantine going for you? Um, well, I've been basically three months in lockdown, so but they're they're lifting most of the restrictions uh, next weekend, which is uh, probably not a good idea. I don't think at the moment because it's still it's still not that good here, you know. Uh, you've been uh, working on recording and rehearsal during this time for the new album. Yeah, I mean we've been um, we we actually recorded the vocals in um in lockdown. We we were a little bit naughty and had to bend some rules because we'd have never made the deadlines otherwise. But um, the mi mixing was a bit a bit awkward because usually I'd go into the studio with the mix engineer for the first three or four days maybe just to, to discuss things and get the the right sounds, you know. And um, we couldn't do that this time because. The mix was being done in Sweden, and obviously I, I couldn't get there from the UK, so we had to do everything by email and text message, basically, which was really awkward. Yeah, that's it's pretty different, different touch. <laughs> it was everything took so long, you know. We'd have to um, kind of if the, I wanted the very slight change, you know, like maybe a little more high end on the guitar or something, it it would take two hours instead of maybe thirty seconds. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can't picture that. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna start interview. I'm gonna go a little nostalgic for the first question. Okay. You guys are from the very beginning of fresh metal when it was still underground and heavily influenced by punk rock. I wanted to tell me uh, your memories about how the scene was back then. Um, I mean, obviously we, we kind of grew up and and started off in the the hardcore punk scene in in Bristol in England, um, which was amazing. It was a really good scenery. Um, there was lots of bands coming to coming to play the city. Um, um, we were we were we'd only been going for like four months, five months, I guess. Um, and a friend of mine started putting on all the big bands coming to Bristol. Um, so very kindly he he would put us on a, a support slot on every show, you know. Um, and it was great. We were playing with like GBH exploited um there was even american bands coming through as well and it, so we, we were getting all the big shows come to town um and that's when we picked up the record deal uh, um for the for the power from hell album basically um one of the guys who, who was regular at the gig was just starting up a new label um children of the revolution records and he asked if we'd like to be the first uh, release on his label so of course we said yeah um off we went wrote power from hell and everything snowballed from there, really. Um, we got a big deal in America with, with Passmore Records, as Pat said, who'd done some of the Metallica artwork. Uh, I think we got a release in Brazil through Woodstock Discos. Um, and everything just rolled on from there amazingly well, you know? It's incredible. Yeah. Um, something that doesn't 
seems so clear for me is this transition from punk to, to heavy metal. How was this? Like, there was a, a very popular punk rock scene, but metal was start, starting to be a thing back then. Do you guys kind of knew exactly what you were doing, or if it was something that was mutating with time? Um, well, we were, we were always into uh, metal stuff as well. You know, if you class like Motorhead and, and Sabbath and stuff, and, um, and Discharge is my favorite band, you know. So I think a, a lot of thrash bands took took that kind of influence. Um, I certainly know Metallica and, and Anthrax did, and Slayer for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a case of... What, when we started out on slot, we we could barely play our instruments, you know. So it was a it was a kind of case as as we learned to become better musicians, we we were able to play stuff with a more metallic influence, if you like, the sort of more metal style riffs. And so we kind of fused that with with the hardcore punk thing, which you'll hear on the on the Power from Hell album. It's, it's um, there's some punky riffs on there mixed in with the metal stuff, and this is this very kind of dark um mix of the two and it, it was a kind of a unique sound at the time so i think that's what really sort of got us off the ground having that kind of unique punk and metal crossover yeah i love this this proto trash matter with bank sound that's yeah. really really unique so can you tell me a bit how was the writing and producing process of four from hell oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we we recorded the album in maybe three days, I think. <laughs> so it was kind of very quick. Um, oh my god. Um, yeah, I think we we used we used the same studio as what Discharge used to record. Here, nothing, see nothing, say nothing. The same guys did the the job on there, so that's why it's got that really sort of thick, dense production, you know. But um, I think I, thought, I don't really remember much about the rock writing to be honest um because as you say it was a very long time ago i mean um i do know i wrote most of it at home that's for sure and it was, it was very quickly but i i know for, for a fact that it, was, it took three days to record and maybe one or two days to mix and that that was about it it was, it was so fast um so yeah long time ago very long time so the, the memories are a little bit uh hazy for that and that's okay lots of time um also pre-underground three days to record and you guys after that you guys started making more gigs yeah we started to um get our first offers from from kind of abroad then and, and we started to play shows in belgium and, and holland uh and stuff and then which led up to to, to getting the the new new record deal for the force album which we signed for um music for nations who were releasing all the big American bands at the time, um, Anthrax and Megadeth with Metallica and stuff. So that was a, a massive step up for us, um, signing that record contract, you know, and that opened the doors for, for many more, more bigger shows and eventually leading us to go on tour with Motorhead in Europe, which was which was absolutely massive for us at the time and, and really pushed us up the ladder as a band, you know, got us much more recognition all around the world. Yeah, amazing. How was that to be in tourist with classic Marhead? I can't imagine that. Uh, oh, it, it was the best thing ever, even after all these years of, of playing shows in all around the world. That tour was still the best thing that we ever did, you know. I'll never forget it. It was like absolutely amazing because we were still fairly young kids at the time. And to go on tour with one of your favorite bands for 
for a month in Europe was just out of this world. And they, they looked after us so well, you know, they were, they treated us amazing and it was just definitely the best tour we've ever done. Great. And all right, I'm going to move to In Search of Sanity. And I want to know what's your opinion about this record and you consider it was like a decisive point for the end of the band in 1992, 91, sorry. Uh, um, this, is a, this is a kind of sore point for me. Um, it's it's not my favorite album um, because for me, it doesn't truly represent Onslaught as such. Um, maybe the demos we did for, for the album sounded more like a natural progression from the force but the final recordings uh with steve grimmett and stuff was was really too far detached from from onslaught how i wanted it to be at the time um basically we, we made a bad choice of record label when we signed with um polygram records major label um and they basically took control of the band when we signed you know it, it was it was awful we lost all the artistic control um and they they just made all the decisions for us it was it was a real bad time which which led to the split up of the band um purely because of that it, the fun of, the fun was taken out of it and um it had just become like a, a nasty job that we didn't like doing anymore even even said that there's, there's some great songs on there and the album sold amazingly well it's a massive selling album but um i just didn't like the way the songs turned out you know so we're trying to re-record songs as we go now. We've just re-recorded the title track in Search of Sane, um, with this when we recorded the album, the new one. Um, and it sounds great. It's, it's angry. It's got lots of aggression. Um, sounds how, how it should have been. So if I can do that with all the next, with the other tracks on the album, I'll finally get them sounding great how they should have sounded uh, back in 1989, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't... I don't like the album as a whole, but for me, like Welcome to Die and Empire Player, big classics, you know. Do you guys still play those songs or nothing for In Search of Sanity? Um, not really. We, we may play In Search of Sanity now and again, or we may play Shell Shot, but nothing else at, at all. Um, maybe one day we will, I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure we'll play In Search of Sanity now we've re-recorded it in, in, in a new style. But um, no, it's not something that... It, it, it just doesn't fit with the rest of the material, you know, for some reason. It just just sounds a, a little too melodic. So um, we we tend not to play that any tracks on that. Yeah, sure. Completely different, sure. Uh, about the return in 2009, I guys decided it was the right time for the band to come back. Um, it was... We actually did discovered that um, a record label in, in Europe had re-released power from hell and the four solvents in 2002 um we knew we knew nothing about this at all um and we kind of accidentally found out somehow um that they'd been re-released so we obviously approached the the record label about it um and in fairness, they, they were in fairness they, they paid up all the royalties we were owed and told us how many copies would sold of course and the figures are amazing um we'd sold so many uh, albums from 2002 to 2006. Um, it was incredible. And I was like, wow, this is, there's, there's still an interest for, for us. That was the kind of thing that, um, inspired us to, um, to get back together. Um, and maybe, um, 
put right some of the wrongs that that went on with the insurgent sanity business. You know about the, the the change in the way that the band sounds. How do you see this evolution from from Search of Sanity to to Kill and Piss? That sounds like a completely different band, except for the thematics and lyrics and everything. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, when when we made Killing Peace, um, the intention was to make the album that In Search of Sanity should have been, you know, um, get back, get back the the aggression and and the dark side of the band. Um, so I I kind of see Killing Peace as as the album that came after The Force um, and kind of <laughs> miss out In Search of Sanity for a little bit, but. Um, Yeah, I mean uh, that was the intention. I mean, it, it did take a little while to sort of get back in into the into the finding the style for the the writing for that album. Um, but once I'd written the first song, I think the first song I wrote was Killing Peace actually. So when, once I'd written that first song, I kind of got the confidence back um, and knew the direction where to take the rest of the material on that record. So it will become very easy after that. Um, and once the fans had heard it and the the press had heard it and Give us a great reaction to the to the new record. It was it felt like we were kind of uh, back home again, you know, back in the back in the scene of thrash metal. Yeah, actually, that was the first time I heard about Onslaught. 2009, you guys played here in the city, Curitiba, and I'm sure if you remember that. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I, I remember my <laughs> yeah. my brother found out about the band because he's he's not a fan of Slayer, but then. It, it, He got onslaught and I was like, oh, it sounds like Slayer, but that's way better. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's an interesting event for sure. Anyway, um, so let's go to the funny question of the interview. I always do that. I always have great answers. Why don't you tell me the crazy story you remember living on tour during all those years of onslaught? Oh, well, that's a tough one always <laughs> <laughs> yeah very um oh craziest one. <laughs> oh, there's been so many so many mad things um a lot of them you probably can't tell but um <laughs> we've had um <clears throat> we've had guns pulled on us <laughs> we've had um Yeah. We've had nice, yeah. Um, and in in New York, I was staying in New York when we were recording the um, In Search of Sanity album. And uh, one of the guys had gone back to the apartment. He was drunk, um, and we couldn't get any of the keys. So we were we were kicking the door down, um, and all of a sudden this this guy appeared behind us with a, like a, a .44 Magnum. You know, it's like wow, what's going on? And uh, luckily, it, it was the uh, it was the janitor for the building. He thought we were trying to break in, so it was like, yeah, very, 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 very scary. <laughs> yeah, so um, that that was a, a very, very weird story. But there's been so many. I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, about the the new album, how's that going, and when is that expected to be released? Um, new album is going to be released on uh, August the 7th. Um, hopefully, I should have news of the, the label soon. We're hoping it's going to be coming out through, through Valhall, maybe. Um, that's the plan at the moment. So, August the 7th for that. Um, we released the first single on May the 27th, I think, track called Religious Suicide. So, the, the videos for out that on, on YouTube right now. And we've got another single coming on 
July the 17th uh, for a track called Bow Down to the Clowns, um, which I'll have a full production video. So that's going to be going to be kind of cool. So, yeah, everything's gearing up nicely to the album. Um, response has been great to the, the first single and, and things are going amazingly well. So let's hope it continues. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, I know Psykiller left the band like in the middle of the process. How was Dylan with this? Um, besides, besides been struggling with, with touring commitments with the band for a, a long time now. Um, and once we started writing the new album, he he obviously needed to get some work and, and decided on a completely new career. You know, so um, when we started to discuss touring plans for the new album, um, so I said, look, I'm going to be very limited to what I can do once the album's out um, because of the new work. Um, so I'm not going to be able to tour very much, which was obviously not a good situation for a band like us because we, we do tour lots and lots every year. Um, so we both had to make a decision that we were going to go our separate ways, you know, um, unfortunately. Um, so we had to get in a, a new vocalist at very short notice. Um, um, luckily, an old friend of ours, a guy called Dave Garnett, who's a, a massive Onslaught fan anyway, um, offered to, to come and audition for us. Um, he actually did a show in February with us when Cy was unavailable as well, played a, a festival in Sweden. Um, he stepped in for that on vocals and he was amazing. Um, so he demoed a few tracks of the new album and we listened to it and said, Look, it's, you've got to do the job, man. You're, you're a perfect replacement for Cy. They don't sound too different. Um, I think Dave's a little more aggressive, maybe. Um, but he sounds great singing singing the old classic songs as well, which is very important. So it was a it was a no brainer. We didn't need to look any further than than Dave, and we offered him the job immediately. Like so, he was straight in within two weeks. He was in the studio recording the vocals for Generation Antichrist, and sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah, I listened to the the last thing you guys put out. That sounds perfect. Cool, thank you. I barely couldn't couldn't feel that it changed a lot. You know. It's, have the same thematic the same way yeah i mean everybody said that it doesn't it doesn't sound too different you know so it's 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 good it works for everybody which is which was very lucky amazing and just to finish the interview so are you guys planning on doing any kind of live on, on or online interaction during this quarantine or just focus on the new album yeah i think we're just going to focus on the new album we, we've been asked about doing some stuff you know but I just don't feel it's, it's kind of right for for a thrash metal band or, or us in particular. You know, it's, I think it's kind of um, uh, the music relies too much on the interaction between the fans and the band, you know, and I, I just don't think it would come across uh, great as a live thing on the Internet. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if things really stayed out of action for a long time, maybe we'd have to consider something and there, there may be better ways of doing it. But at the moment it's not something we've thought about as I, I just don't think it would work for us so for the time being we just kind of focus on promoting the album as much as we can um and just wait for the minute that we can get back out live yeah i hope it happens soon i believe it will happen like probably the middle of the next year maybe in the beginning even yeah i hope it's not too not too long um because we'll have to write another album before that and then come and tour two albums at once <laughs> yeah Exactly, that's a pain in the ass. Not having gigs and shows and everything, I miss that a lot. Need to come back to Curitiba as well. 
<laughs> yeah, hope so. I want to yeah. watch you guys again. That's yeah, for sure. Good, have met a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot for your time, man. Really, that was a yeah, my pleasure. Nice time. Yeah, you take care and and be safe, man. Take care. Bye. Bye.